For an early October bye week, the Cougars are rested and ready for the Big 12 stretch run starting Saturday at old conference rival TCU. And we're looking forward to Fort Worth with Kalani and Max Tooley next on BYU TV and ESPN+. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is presented by Intermountain Health, official medical provider of BYU Athletics. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation, and after a week away for the bye week, we welcome you all back inside the beautiful BYU Broadcasting Building on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, for our week six edition of BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. We are live and on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps and ESPN+. We invite you to take part in tonight's show with live polls via the Opine app. Download the app and vote in real time and see the results on the screen as they come in. And our social media hashtag for tonight and every week is hashtag Sitake Show. Coming up on tonight's broadcast, we will catch up with the Cougs and find out what they did during the bye week. We will preview Saturday's game with more on the Horned Frogs. Wide receiver Chase Roberts will take us inside the film room. Deep Blue profiles running back Hinkley Ropati. Max Tooley will be our in-studio guest. We'll go into game show mode with the coach and Max. We'll have some BYU football trivia and reveal this weekend's uniform combination for this Saturday's game at TCU. Well, BYU's win over Cincinnati was his 60th career head coaching victory. Please welcome back into Studio C on a very special day, the head coach of your BYU Cougars, Kalani Sitake. <laughs> Keep it going for Hazel Haymuli, our lay girl tonight. <laughs> Hazel is back and on duty. Well, first things first, I said uh, before I brought you in that it's a very special day today. Today, this very day, is Kalani's birthday. Thank you. Every few years we get lucky and the actual birthday happens on show night. And so it is that we get you tonight. It's been a good yeah, day so far? Great day, yeah, and, and um, I mean, getting old can, can suck sometimes, but, uh, <laughs> but it's actually, you know, I, I'm not really big on, on, on celebrating my birthday, but I, the one thing that I can say is that uh, it's such a great reminder of uh, wonderful people in my life. So I've, I've been blessed with, uh, you know, a wonderful wife and children, and then my family, and then my extended family, that's Cougar Nation, so I, I really appreciate all the, uh, the, the, um, the birthday wishes from everyone, and Appreciate you guys loving me on this earth, and I, I, I love being here with you guys. So thank you so much. Love you guys. Thank you. You bet. Hey, uh, he said he's not real big on, on celebrating it, but I think we should probably sing happy birthday to him to start the show. <laughs> All right. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kalani. There's some good voices out there. That was a good job. Yeah, it sounded some pretty harmony good. and everything too. That was nice. You know what's nice? Uh, cake and ice cream. And for everyone here in Studio C and you, we've got cake and ice cream after the show tonight. So uh, 
You guys came on a, on a great day, and it's compliments of the BYU Creamery and BYU TV. So we'll look forward to that at the end of the show. And then we got to get to the end of the show. I can't wait. You, should, you shouldn't have told me that before the show. We're doing a 10-minute show tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how was bye week for the coach? It was good. It seemed like a long time since I've been back here, you know, but the uh, – I felt like we, we used the time wisely. Um, we had a really good week of practice last week. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we stayed physical and that we worked and, and had some, uh, you know, some good uh, thud tempo and tackle tempo. And so we had that. Uh, the guys did a great job getting some time off, but then wanted to make sure they get their runs in. So we had a, a really uh, a specific run for them to do on Saturday that would simulate a game. and had them all send in their videos of them doing it. And, and it was uh, really cool for, for, for our guys to do that. And, and wherever they were at, you know, found parks and some of them did it on our practice field. But I, I'm really thankful that I get to coach wonderful young men that are intrinsically motivated and that they, they're able to just send our, our, the stuff to us just to show us that, I mean, it wasn't a requirement. We just wanted to, you know, these guys just wanted to show us that they're committed to each other and they want, I want our, our fans to know how much these guys uh, how, how focused they are on this season. And uh, we've just never really had, you know, recently never had a, a buy like this at the right time for us. And we feel like this is a really good chance for us to kind of recharge. And uh, with the two practices that we had yesterday and today, I'm really excited about what we got going on right now. You last played on the Friday of conference weekend, then you had conference weekend, then you had no game the next weekend. Uh, what did you and the family do on a Saturday, normally a game day, with no game this past weekend? Yeah, just relax and watch a lot of football and, and <laughs> watched everybody that we play against, and yeah. uh, whether it's you know this week or in, or in the weeks to come, and just kind of get caught up in the, in the entire Big 12 conference and um, just watch a lot of football and, and, and then watch some some former Cougars in, in the league, you know, yeah. um, represent. So it was really good. I, I mean. Uh, from from what we wanted, I think we did everything we wanted to accomplish uh, for our, for our, uh, our program and our team, and that's for the coaches and the players to kind of get a, a, a restart and kind of you know get ready for this this uh, next seven weeks that we're about to go through. And I I'm really excited. I, I think the guys are their legs look great. They they look like they're in great shape. And so uh, you know we we got some guys that are banged up, but it's opportunities for for the young guys to step up and for. Uh, our guys to heal up. So we'll see what happens in the next little bit. And for the guys who were banged up but are ready to come back or trying to come back, the bye week was a good opportunity to get you that, cl get that much closer at least. Yeah, the rehab a little bit more. Um, but also, you know, for us, it's the practice week. And uh, to be healthy and to be ready to go is one thing, but you have to be able to practice. It's, uh, it's the competition still continues during the week. And so if they're not able to, to beat their, their competition on, on the team out this week, then, then maybe they just need a little bit longer to heal. But uh, I think we'll get some bodies back, and I think there will be some that need a little bit more time. Since you brought it up, arguably the biggest offensive name in the NFL and the biggest de defensive name in the NFL right now could be Puka Nakua and Fred Warner. And, and they're both BYU guys doing great things every week. It's so awesome to see. Yeah, they're representing well. and just, It's a lot of fun to watch them play. And, you know, um, I mean, I'm a Niners fan, so I'm always going to be excited to watch Fred do his thing. But it's really cool to see Puka do his stuff. And, and we have a lot. I, I've said it. You've heard me say it a bunch. So we have a lot of guys that can be, can be NFL players. And, and I'm glad that our 
that the NFL scouts and personnel are, are coming by our campus every day and watching us in practice because uh, these guys could, could really elevate the team and, and elevate the franchise, not just on the field, but in the locker room as well. All right. Well, back to your team. You're four and one through five games. How do you look at that at, at that four and one September, having gotten through the first five before the bye week? Kind of where do you where do you see the team right now? Well, I mean, I think it's easy for a coach to, to critique the team and say, well, this is what we need to be better at and this is what we need to focus on. But my, I think my focus is going to be on the, how much I appreciate how hard the guys work. And they're, they're buying to, to the team and to the culture and what they represent on the field. And, and the results uh, will we'll take care of itself. And we can live with the results, but we can also learn from them. Uh, I want to I just make sure that we highlight, I, me as a coach, that I highlight the wonderful things that they do. I, I think it's easy for me to just focus on the negatives. And I'm, I'm going to just kind of flip it around now and just show the guys that I appreciate them, that they're resilient. They've shown that they can come back from, from a... a you know, a deficit, but then at the same time, I want them to start off that way. So uh, we're, we're trying to build on the positive things and and then trying to minimize any of the mistakes, but we know we can overcome it with the attitude and the, and the personalities that we have on our team. You mentioned the work rate, which you really like. Any other positives that you like, do you think top of mind that stand out to you right now that you're doing well? Yeah, I just like the, the whole camaraderie of the team. I don't know if, if you're talking about the X's and O's. Um, I think the guys have been, you know, we've, we've, we've seen scheme and all that work, but. A lot of times, scheme can only go so far. I think the, you can really drive scheme and you can really improve. There's no, there's no limit to what you can improve on as long as you got the guys that are bought in. And, and we seem to have uh, the good group of our young men that are all in for the, for the team. And, and I love watching them. If you watch them, they celebrate more for their teammates than they do for themselves when they make plays. Okay, let's get to our schedule check through five of 12 games. It's presented by Smarty. And once BYU finishes with Fort Worth on Saturday, it'll be halfway through the 2023 college football schedule. After the bye week, it's now seven games in seven weeks, seven Big 12 games as you come down the stretch here. It's be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun and and, and really uh, good teams, quality teams, well-coached teams. And we start off with this one this weekend. And we've had, I thought I thought the, the first five games were really awesome, but uh, more because I, I love the energy that the fans bring. Just keep reminding myself of the, what, what we see on the road and at home and the energy and the excitement, it's, 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 it's uh, contagious. We see all those Big 12 names and logos, and week to week in this conference, you've seen at least one or two results every weekend that goes, hmm, maybe that didn't turn out the way people thought it might go. This should be a really competitive league here getting into the final month. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got a shot, and, and, and um, I don't think you can really predict what's going to happen. Um, but what I do know, what I can predict, is that we're going to get well-coached teams with tons of talent and, uh, and, and aggressiveness and physical, so we, we, have to, we have to match all of it. And, uh, it's evident when you watch it on film, and I, I think it's going to help our guys play at their best. Okay. One of the big positives of the first five games is through five games. Chase Roberts leading BYU in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. And he's coming off a career-high 131 receiving yards in the Cougars' home win over Cincinnati. And tonight, Chase Roberts joins our Jerem Jordan inside the film room. All right, Chase, career-high 131 in this game, man. What was it like? It was awesome. I mean, you always want to try to beat your career high every game. Uh, so it was fun to be able to get some catches and, and help us uh, win a game. Okay, just like you guys planned, 38 yards of total offense right before the half. I'm kidding. <laughs> that last <laughs> drive, tough. you guys really woke up. Yeah. Big play to Keanu Hill, and then you get 24 yards to keep this drive going with under a minute left. Yeah, so me and Keaton were actually talking the whole first half. The corners, as you can see right here, they were jumping outside right off the bat. So he, you see him take some shuffles outside, and then I knew he was going to think I was going to take it outside, so I slipped under, 
um, as they were taking that away and then we kind of talked about it before. If I have a go, then I'm going to kind of slip it under and then just kind of put it on me. Okay, one of the plays of the game. 59 yards to you, but it wasn't meant for you. <laughs> yeah, no, um, this one kind of me and, me and Keaton, I think have this like telepathy right? mm, where okay. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, no, we've been in the film room and we've been, uh, we've been talking a lot and um, I saw him get rushed right here. This guy blitzed and I kind of peeked back right here. I'm supposed to kind of clear out for, for Keanu um, and take my guy out. Uh, and I see Keaton get rushed a little bit, get kind of like a little hands to the face. So I felt like he was going to roll out. So I, you know, stopped and tried to find an opening in the space and try to be an option for him. And um, he threw it up and I was right there where, where he needed the uh, receiver to be. So um, it worked out well and it ended up in the touchdown. Got the momentum going in um, for the rest of the game. Okay, once you grab this, yeah, there's, there's still work to be done here. Yeah. Right here, you grab this, you're yeah. looking at the end zone, but there's like three guys on your tail. You run away from them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I didn't think I had, you know, that, that the speed in me. I thought I was going to get caught, honestly, but um, just kind of put it to the end zone, eyes on the end zone, and, and kept running, and uh, felt like I was breaking away. So I uh, felt good as I was running, and my legs felt fresh, and um, they didn't catch me. So it was, it was nice. It was fun. I, didn't ha I haven't had a really uh, a run like that in my career here at BYU. Mm. Um, and it felt good to kind of break away and uh, show a little bit of, of the speed that I have. Hey, it's back, man. You're like, yeah. You're like two-ish years off the mish, you know? That's right, the arms feel good. Arms extended out like an albatross or something there? Was That's that like right, the, yeah, just kind of, yeah, just kind of flying <laughs> in like an airplane, and I don't know, it felt kind of spur of the moment. You just kind of, you don't know what to Finish do. line <laughs> vibes, yeah. like That's right, yeah, it. kind of yeah. lean into it. Okay, then we got to look at the Arkansas catch. A couple weeks later, What's the what's the mindset, the thought process, the reaction that you've had of your own your own catch here that you made this play that to me is is one of the greatest plays in BYU history, man. Well, appreciate that. Yeah, um, up to this point, I've I had a really bad game. I fumbled the ball at a really crucial point, um, had a couple penalties, and so grateful for uh, Fessy for keeping me in and trusting in me, and um, and all my teammates really just came up to me and and told me that, hey, we still need you. This game isn't over. Trying to uh, keep your head you. in it. Yeah, and yeah. it was awesome. It gave me the confidence uh, to go, and, and I knew I was gonna you know, go make a play. I had my, my team um, you know, had my back and had the confidence in me to go make a play and change this game around, and um, the opportunity came, and um, Keaton threw a great ball. We had the protection we needed. Um, everyone executed their assignment, and was able to, to make, a, make a play. Did you ever think about bringing the left hand up to the ball? Because it was all right hand all the way. It was really because I was spread out so much that my arm was like I was trying to get the momentum to like get up there, you know. So I didn't I didn't have time to bring my left arm up, and it was. Ain't nobody got hand. time for that. Nobody got time for that <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, it was one hand or nothing, and was able to to make the grab. There's been a, a chalk drawing. There's been T-shirts. What's been the coolest kind of reaction that you've seen from people? No, I've seen the coolest thing that I've seen is, is little kids, you know, on um, Instagram. Their parents videoing them of, you know, like throw it up high. I'm gonna do a Chase <laughs> Roberts, and that's that's really meaningful that's to me. Cool. You know, I used to do that as a little kid with, uh, with Austin Collie and those guys and Randy Moss, and it's just super cool to to see the little kids kind of. Uh, emulate it and, and, and want to be, you know, um, 
want to do the Chase Roberts catch. There was like a Jumpman vibe to it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. With you, you extended, which is cool. Okay, four and one at this point. Yeah. Uh, one and one in league, big game at TCU. How are you feeling uh -huh. about the team and the opportunity ahead now? We're excited to play them. Great team, physical. I mean, they were in the national championship last year, so that says a lot about them. And um, they have an amazing, some amazing players. So we're excited to go, go take it to them. And um, it'll be an honor. Okay, good luck and thanks yeah. for the time, man. Thank you, appreciate it. Now, Fessy's got some great players in his wide receiver room, but for a player that's still relatively young in the football game, uh, to establish such a strong role and be such a leadership presence uh, really bodes well for your future with Chase Robertson there. Yeah, it's just a humble young man and just the, uh, you know, he, he plays for the right reasons and I know his family's really proud of him and uh, he's an honor for me to coach him. I mean, he's a, you hear him when he talks about who, who pulled him out of the negative part of it was his teammates and, and uh, uh, he, he does that for so many. The, these guys do it for each other, and I'm glad he's a leader on our team. Me too. This Saturday, BYU renews an old WAC and Mountain West Conference rivalry with the TCU Horned Frogs. These teams last met 12 years and two weeks ago in Arlington. TCU won that game to take a 6-5 series lead. Let's take a look at this TCU Horned Frogs team and some of their stats presented by Smarty. And the big story this week becomes uh, the quarterback situation in Fort Worth. Chandler Morris, their starter, is out for a number of weeks, it would appear, according to Sonny Dykes, and they go to the backup Josh Hoover, but as you quickly pointed out this week, uh, last year's TCU backup did pretty well. Took one to the national championship game, and that was Max Duggan. Yeah, and, and um, Sonny Dykes is a really good coach. He has a uh, really good coaching staff, and and uh, these guys are used to success. And so I know that they haven't played as, as well as they'd like, but now their backs up against the wall. So we're going to get their best shot. Uh, they're a well-coached team with a lot of talent still, and they have a lot to prove. And so uh, we're, we're going to be we got to be ready for their best shot. And, um, I, I know their physical team, you heard Chase mention it before, so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun and a good test for us. They opened up 3-1 and one before dropping back-to-back -back games. They are now 3-3, three 1-2 three, in the Big 12. You see how similar BYU and TCU are in both the points scored and the points given up. The yardage totals may look different, but BYU, again, an opportunistic team, you're getting a lot out of what you're putting out there offensively, and TCU just puts up some big numbers. Yeah, and then there's a lot of a lot of points that we're we're leaving off the off the board, and so we need to find ways to get them on there, and then uh, you just keep focusing on the little details, and we'll be just fine. But uh, this is what's happening in the Big 12. The the, the, the uh, you can't just you just can't think that your one team's going to outmatch the other. And I know we're the new kids on the block, but but uh, physically, I think we we we've, we've kind of made this effort to get our team ready to so we can you know prepare for this and uh, with with our scheduling that we've done in independence and what we're trying to get done now and what we did in the offseason we're hoping that we're ready and, and uh, I feel really good about our chances but uh, they're, they're a team that played for the national championship last year so it's not going to be an easy task but uh, I think that it'll get our guys a little bit more focused and uh, we'll, we'll be excited to be, uh, be there and play them. Of course, BYU's played TCU more than any other Big 12 team because of the rivalry in the past. You played against them uh, in, in one rivalry, then coached at Utah many times in some great games as well. Good to have a rivalry you already had a taste for coming into the Big 12. Yeah, and, and love that area. We have a bunch of fans in that area and uh, a lot of members of the church, and I have a lot of family down there in the Ulysses area. So uh, we're, we're hoping to see our, our, our fans represent as well. I mean, they do a great job every, every, everywhere we go. So... Uh, I have a feeling that our fans will show up and be, be ready to make some noise for us. Yeah, we'll see how many fans actually were able to get their hands on the tickets that were hard to come by a few months ago for that TCU game. Yeah, I, I don't ever doubt them. After what happened <laughs> in, in the Las Vegas 
against Notre Dame and, and they showed up. It, 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 the fans, they can figure it out. They, they, they have ways of doing it. I fully expect that. <laughs> All right, as we break, this is your reminder that your day-to-day Cougar sports play-by-play happens on BYU Sports Nation. Join Spencer and Jerem weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, Max Tooley will join us in studio, and we'll go deep blue with Hinkley Ropati. When BYU football with Kalani Sitake continues, stay with us. BYU football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU athletics. Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. And Smarty, location data experts. And welcome back to BYU football with Kalani Sitake. BYU running back Hinkley Ropati suffered a season-ending injury in training camp, but it's certainly not the first challenge he's had to overcome. Getting past doubt, grudges, and loss have given him a unique outlook on life's obstacles. Here now, this week's Deep Blue featuring Hinkley Ropati. Hinkley got into football when he was five years old. It didn't stick with any of my other siblings. Plain and simple, it was Hinkley's thing. My head coach, he texted me, he told me, hey, I got some, somebody's here to see you. There he was, uh, was one of the coaches from BYU. And I, immediately I was like super excited because BYU, like one of the schools that I, I hope to go play for. And I came back afterwards and talked to my coach, Zoli. So how'd he go? I could just tell like something was weighing heavy on his mind. And I was like, what happened? He was like, they said I'm too short. And I was just like, dang. I started to grow this feeling of animosity towards them. Just like, man, you know what? I'm going to prove them wrong. That's kind of was like a part of like the chip on my shoulder for like the rest of my senior year. So he went on his mission and when he came back, he got a little thicker in his like body mass. I was like, man, I'm kind of looking up to you now. Like you're a little taller too. The mission did a lot of great things for me. I've grown spiritually, you know, and, and mentally and emotionally in so many ways, but I also grew physically. Before you left, if you go serve the Lord, all your heart and mind and soul, the Lord will bless you with everything. So if you really feel, go back to football, I've already told you what's the blessing is there. When I came home from my mission, I went to Cerritos Junior College, and that's where I played my freshman year of football. We had to learn him, and we had to find out his triggers to actually not have him overwork because he's a workaholic. He just, he put everything he could into it. So when he was lifting with Cerritos like preseason, BYU came and they kind of like saw him. They were like, oh wow, who's this kid? Like, So I asked the coach who he was and when the coach said his name, I was like, that's no way that's that guy. I just remembered this skinny little high school guy. Now he was playing running back and he looked like a running back. At the end of the season, we have uh, exit meetings with our players and I told him, I said, uh, you know, I'm really excited that you may be coming back, but I said, I know if somebody comes in and wants you that we're not gonna stop you from going. After my freshman year, I was at the highest point of my life. I'm starting to see my dreams come to reality. I'm starting to see that I really am gonna go play Division One football. If I'm being honest, BYU was like the last school on my mind. Like I said, the animosity I had towards them in the beginning. And so I wasn't really thinking about them. Um, I was hoping to, stay closer to home, and that's kind of what was the plan. Um, and then, yeah, then, yeah. It was all so sudden, really. Nobody had any idea, you know, not even a clue. My mom was the type when it came to her health. She was very quiet about it. 
When I came home from work, she was planning to uh, make the barbecue for his son's birthday on that day. And I just remember getting a phone call from my dad. And while they were at my aunt's place, um, I guess my mom, she she passed out. First thing I, I did is I gave her blessings, you know. So I prayed to our Heavenly Father to please to give your life back. Like at this point, you're you're not thinking anything. You're just like, okay, you know, we're just gonna we're gonna pull up and we're gonna see what's what's going on. And as I as I pull up to to the hospital with, with my younger brother, I just remember you know seeing my older brother and my dad just sitting outside. This is during COVID. And the doctor comes out, and uh, he tells us that my mom had passed away. They were able to bring her back for like a couple minutes, and then she went back out. I just remember everything just kind of going blurry. And I remember just thinking, like, man, what's going on? What do you mean you can't bring her back? Like, what do you mean? Like, I just felt like my world at that moment just, like, completely turned upside down. We just told each other, hey, like, you know, no matter what happens, you know, we all got each other. We all remember what mom instilled in us. We can all be a part of that backbone now. It's our time to step up. And we started driving home. I just remember walking out of the car and going into the house and... I feel like that was, that was the hardest part of everything, was just telling the girls, telling my younger sisters that their mom wasn't coming back home. You know, and I feel like after those words came out of our mouth that mom wasn't coming back home, I don't know, I just felt like it was just another dagger to the heart, you know? Our mom is gone. Like, there's no answers to be given at the moment. There's no clarity with the situation. It's just like, she's gone. Now, whenever we go through anything, we go with it with everything we have because there's nothing that we're gonna go through that was as hard as that moment. Two weeks after my mom passed, um, BYU actually reached out and started to recruit me a, a lot harder than they were before. And then obviously with like the recent passing of my mom at that time, it was just kind of like, the last dream that they shared together was that dream of BYU. He was just like, I have to, like, I just have to do it. Like, there's no, there's no other choice but that one that I know my mom would have, like, wanted for me. It was my outlet on a lot of things that I was dealing with at the time in my life. Um, just being able to just play football and be out there with the boys was, for me, the biggest way to, to cope with a lot of things that was going on in my life. A lot of people can rally around and show empathy. It's another thing when someone takes a loss that they've experienced, but then also serves others. Coming up to me and asking me, how am, how am I doing? And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm doing good, but like, seriously. I'm still new to the system and I was just learning the playbook, getting closer to, you know, my teammates. And then all of a sudden, he tore his ACL in like the first or second practice. The very next day, he gets in his pads and comes jogging out to practice like nothing happened. <laughs> he came out and was trying to do the drills and everything, was trying to cut, and you could just tell, like, he wanted to play so bad. I told him, like, man, don't worry. Like, you may be down now, but you're gonna be up again. And you, you're, gonna, you're gonna work your way back up, and you're gonna grind hard, you're gonna get to it like you always do. Got beaten down, beaten down, beaten down, could have quit 15 times, has not done it. Came back last year, kept a great attitude, did whatever he was asked to do, never got down on anybody, didn't get down on himself, and then had a great second half of the year. And the games we won in the second half wouldn't have happened 
in my opinion, without him. You know, there are plenty of times in my life where I felt like, man, what can go wrong, you know, or could it be any worse? And it really could. I just look at my life and the journey that I've been through to get to where I am today, and all I can feel is just gratitude. Most importantly, to Heavenly Father for those blessings, and just to have a loving family back home, always supporting me and loving me no matter what. I'm truly blessed to be where I am, to be here at BYU, playing the sport that I love, marry the girl of my dreams. I feel like there's not much I can ask for. Uh, much more to come in the story of Hinkley Ropati, right? Oh yeah, and, and uh, no such thing as coincidence for him, and, and, and even for his path here, and, and he's got, we're not the same program, I think Coach Clark mentioned it, even the wins don't happen without him, but the, the program and where we're at with our culture, he's a big driving force for that, and, and I mentioned in that interview that uh, he's going through difficult times, but he's trying to serve others and try to show brotherly love, and um, he's very Christ-like human being, and I love being around him, and I can't wait to get him back on the field. It was also very energizing to see his highlights of him running the football, and you'll get that again. How's his recovery coming? He will, and and I mean he's he's already he's. I wish I had his his arms and his uh, <laughs> abs and stuff, but he's he, he works hard, and uh, I think his coach mentioned that he he work ethic is not an issue with him. And for us, I think we just need to get get him in a position where he can have success and stay healthy and, and get him back on the field. But his 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 purpose on our team is still going on. He's. He's serving his teammates and he's serving others and he's help, helping as much as he can, uh, even though it's not on the field right now. All right. Best wishes to Hinkley. Look forward to seeing him back. Last season, our in-studio guest tonight helped anchor the linebacker room, finishing with two pick sixes and three interceptions overall. In fact, in only seven games played, he finished fourth on the team in tackles last year. This year, in 2023, he is leading the team in tackles and adding another interception, now seven for his BYU career. And in his last game, went over 250 career tackles. Welcome in, Mr. Max Dooley. What's up, Max? Good to see you. Thank you. It's good to have you here. Hey, appreciate it. Did you know? Did you guys know it's this guy's birthday? Yes, sir. <laughs> did he get sung to at practice? We, we, didn't, we didn't even sing to you at the end of practice. No. Why didn't we? Well, because it's it's your Will call. Ferrin's birthday and Devin Downing too. So it's you know they they can sing to their teammates. That's fair. I got, they sang to me. The we crowd, did sing you know, to him yeah, at the start of the show. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sing to you later. You know. It's good to have you here. Hey, great uh, to be here. Is it is it is it crazy or is it me that you signed with BYU almost eight years ago? <laughs> That is a little crazy. <laughs> time, time is crazy. You know, it is I'm, true, though. February of 2016. That's a long time ago. That is a minute ago, for yeah. sure. You were a senior at Bountiful High School. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And then in the winter of 2016, in fact, Kalani's first season was 2016. One of your first guys that you had, even though you didn't have him because of a mission. First signing was, class, yeah. Yeah, Max yeah. Tooley. Yeah, initially, I didn't even commit to you at first. No. I kind of like recommitted to you. I was committed to Bronco right before you left, and then, yeah. Had to, re had to re recruit him? Yeah. <laughs> Some, some other schools are trying to trying to intercept him from us. So. <laughs> Glad that he stayed true to it. Yeah, Justin Anna was trying to get me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It all comes full circle. Yeah, it does. Now yeah. Justin's back. Really He's your guy. Uh, how hard of a sales job did Kalani had to work on you to get you to? Um, ultimately, when it came down to it, I, I was pretty committed to BYU. You know, I wasn't 
I, I love Bronco and those guys, but when it came down to it, BYU was the reason for me committing and me wanting to come here. So it helped that we, we got an awesome coach in Kalani, um, helped a lot with that, that transition. But I think I'd be here, you know, regardless of who was coaching. And now your linebacker coach is Justin yeah. Enna. It all works out. There you go. <laughs> uh, you went on a mission to England after you signed, right? I did. Um, and then uh, you got back in, in 2018, and you got in. You, had a, you, you got a few games in as a redshirt, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I got hurt a little bit my the first fall camp, right off fresh off the mission. So it was a little little bit of an adjustment period. But yeah, the, the last four or so games, I got to play some special teams, a couple defensive snaps, got to play a little bit in that Utah game as well. So. It was it was a it was a good freshman year. Do you remember your first BYU tackle? I feel like it was probably against oh my gosh, maybe New Mexico State. Yes, I, I like yeah. this. You was got it? It. Yes, okay. it was New Mexico State <laughs> in the fall of twenty eighteen before the Utah week, and it was an assisted tackle. Who assisted you? Was it easy Capisi? It was Jared Capisi. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm wow. surprised. I, I did not you. think I was going to remember it. <laughs> That's very good. Okay. Jared's That's, the man. I'm yeah. Yeah. It was the New Mexico State game back in 2018. Uh, by the way, uh, mission to England. You were in London, England. Yeah. Now, did you serve right in the city or were you other places? Um, so my mission was the London South mission. So most of my mission wasn't central London. So I was serving, you know, it was all the way out west, Cornwall, all the way south to the coast. So I was mainly, you know, in the south coast, um, started my mission in Brighton on the south coast. Furthest I went north was Oxford. That was the furthest yeah. northern part of my mission, actually. Um, but yeah, really, I didn't serve too much in London. So it's kind of funny telling people I served in London. Got to, got to explain the whole thing every time. Yeah. So yeah, there wasn't. I was a Chinese-speaking missionary there, so the whole time. Yeah, the whole so, time. So uh, did you do any English? Was it pretty much all Chinese for you? Um, that's the that's the thing. Is there's only six of us at the time, so it kind of it kind of was a little bit of both. Some areas, um, when I served up in Oxford, we kind of opened a, a new Chinese area up there, but then there were areas in my mission where I was with English-speaking companions. Um, so, yeah, it was a little bit of both. There were some days, some areas where I wouldn't see a single Chinese person for weeks. And then there were, there were areas like Oxford. There's Chinese people everywhere, you know, tourists, students. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of both, depending on the area for Very sure. Very cool. Very cool. I mentioned your interceptions in the intro to you. And you are now tied for third most interceptions in BYU history by a non-DB. And some of those guys you're tied with include Fred Warner and Kyle Van Noy. Not bad company. That's not bad. That's not bad. They probably they didn't play as many years as me, though. You always got to put that into account. It's very humble of you to say. Um, uh, what do you remember about your first, well, I asked you about your first BYU tackle. What was your first BYU pick? My first BYU pick, Washington. Um, my, my redshirt freshman year. 2019. A little, a little bit of a blunder pick at the end. Let's see. Look at that. By the way, I like those uniforms too. Those white yeah, helmets were pretty was, cool. Was, I like that. And nearly house call. Thought it was, you know. You th- Just tripped up a little bit. You're yeah. gonna stretch. You're gonna give it all you got. Knee was down, so when the ball came loose, it came back to oh, BYU. Yeah. And you scored. I think Matt Bushman scores a couple of plays yeah, later, didn't he? He did. He scored the next play. I there think. we go. So yeah, it was a little bit of a bittersweet interception because you know I didn't know if it was gonna stand for all that time. I was a little embarrassed. You know, the camera was pointing at me. I was just like. Yeah, I messed up, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was a relief to hear it got overturned and my knee was down and we were able to score the next place. Remember that play, Kalani? Well, we do. You just saw I it. Do. Remember, yeah. What do you remember yeah. about it live? Well, I just remember this guy, he always makes something happen. And so 
I've been wanting to, I've been excited to see him on the field and I think he, he's as fast as a DB, but, but he hits like a, a D lineman. So it makes sense for him to play linebacker, but his, he's got so many talents and he's a humble young man, but he, so he's not going to talk about himself. So I'll do it. <laughs> he's a world-class javelin thrower. He 360 dunk, he jumps out the gym. <laughs> he's really fast. He's the only linebacker that I've seen that we move into a gunner position, which Marcus McKenzie is playing right now. He did that already. So he's, and you remember the UCF game in the, where he, he, he hit in the bowl game, he hit the almost targeting, but wasn't, which I'm thankful for. But <laughs> he, this guy is a highlight waiting to happen. And um, I can't wait for him to break the tie, you know, and, and get, <laughs> get better than, than uh, KVN and Fred. But he's, he's, uh, he's been such a joy for me to coach. And I love, I love that he's on, on our team. And, and uh, you know, I'm glad that COVID allowed him to have an extra year with us. But he's got a, he's got a bright future. And he's got, NFL teams like him a lot. He, he does everything right. And, He's just, like I said, he's, he's physical and he's super fast. He came out of Bountiful as a safety prospect. And there was a time, in fact, in your BYU career where you actually temporarily made a switch from linebacker back to safety and then back to linebacker. Yeah. Do you feel like you're home, like this is where you need to be? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that stint out at safety was short, short-lived just because yeah. of COVID and everything. And, you know, who knows? If we would have had a full COVID spring ball, maybe I'd be playing safety now. But, you know, that's in the past. But, yeah, I think, you know, Clint was saying, I think linebacker is the right, right spot for me where I find the most joy in playing the game, you know, a little bit of everything. Before we go to break, speaking of joy, you got married in the offseason? I did, absolutely. Let's, uh, let's shout out your, your new wife and how that went down in the, in the summer. Yeah, no, yeah, July 14th, we had to do it right before fall camp. My wife Jessica's in the crowd over here. She's, Hello, Jessica. She's Thanks camera shy, here. so, <laughs> but yeah, no. We've been dating for, for a couple years, three years, so yeah, it was, it was time to Tie the knot, you know, get get that sealed and just focus on that next stage of life for us. Was a former teammate of yours involved in that somehow? <laughs> he was. He was. Devin Kafusi, he officiated the marriage. So it was it was kind of a, <laughs> you know, a fun thing. Um, both me and Jess are really close to him. I kind of introduced um, Jessica to him and we've both just really grown to love Dev over the years. Always did, even when he was at BYU. But yeah. It was, a, it was a unique and a little personal aspect to our wedding that you know, we'll always remember. So Awesome. Very cool. Congrats again to you both. And good to have you here. We'll come back with more from Max Tooley and Kalani Sitake. Some fun and games with the two of them coming up next with BYU Football and Kalani Sitake. Continue. <laughs> All right, uh, we love Max Tooley, and since we love Max's in general, we're going to play a game tonight for you. It's called Max to the Max. Okay. All right, uh, here's how it's going to work tonight. Uh, we're going to show you a picture of a well-known Max, and uh, you simply tell us which Max it is or from what show, what movie. It'll all make sense when we go. All right, you ready to do this? I, th I think so. Okay. We'll see. It's Max to the Max, and our first Max... Now, this one is for people from, from my generation. It's kind of in my wheelhouse. Does that bring a bell to you at all? I'm going to say no. Okay, it the, movie, the, movie the movie is Princess Bride. Dude, what? I don't know why. I just Miracle Max. It's Miracle Max Miracle from Max. Princess Bride. Princess Bride is a great movie. Dang. I'm sorry. Jess, I, Jess have, you seen, have you seen Princess Bride? Okay, next date night yeah. at home. You guys are watching Princess Bride. Okay. You'll love it. They'll love it, right? They'll Deal. love Princess Bride. All right, Miracle Max, played Miracle by Billy Max? Crystal. Miracle Max, okay. Yeah. All right, this next one. Can you name the movie? 
it looks like pets. No, it's or Max. Pets? It's Max the dog from Grinch. From Grinch. Is that the new Grinch? Oh, yeah. I would have. I would have known the old one. Yeah, I me, think. me too. Yeah, but me too. I don't think I've seen this new okay. one. So. Uh, number three, our third Max. Okay. Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad Very Max. Good. I can get that, that one so that. fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, that's a good movie. Yeah. All right. Our next Max. More animation. <laughs> is that the Tangled Horse? Yes, it is. It's good. It is the Tangled Horse. horse. I've seen Tangled. Max. The horse. The horse. Is, the horse yeah, is Maximus. Maximus. I think it's Maximus. The okay, horse yeah. is Tangled. Good job. All right. Next Max. Max Crosby. I don't know Max Crosby. Yes, it's Max Crosby from the Raiders. He's Good job. I need to play like him. All right, this next one. Let's see if this is up uh, up your alley or not. I don't think it is. The I show is New Girl. The character's name is Schmidt. Schmidt. And the actor's name is Max Greenfield. We just, we just, That's we just, hard. We just breezed right through I that I think one. I have actually seen a couple episodes of New yeah, Girl. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fairly decent. All right, next one. Max Scherzer. There you go. You can take hints. Max Scherzer. Scherzer. Yes, that is pitcher Max Scherzer. I don't uh, watch formerly, baseball much. Formerly, I need to watch. Was more. with the Mets at one point. All right, this next Max, you better get. I'm scared. Max Hall. There we go. Max Hall. <laughs> I got that one. Don't worry. Everyone's gonna Google Max and or their own name and to make sure that they before they come in on the show now. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that would be nice to know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, one more. At least one more. This is from... Uh, Max, I don't know her last name, but Max from Stranger Things. Max from Stranger Things. We'll go with that. Max Mayfield is the character's okay. name from Stranger Things. I'm not a big Stranger Things guy. Uh, our, next, our next Max. We have so many Maxes. Max and Ru Max Ruby's sister. Yeah, Max Brother. and Ruby. Brother. Ruby and Max. There yes. we go. Good I stuff. Love, I love that show. Yeah. Dude, who did Greg, Good voice. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Okay, uh, and, and we have more. We got more. You can believe it. More. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do we have more? Max Russo. Max Russo, Wizards yeah. of Waverly Place. Okay. That's over that. alley. That's in my alley. I there like we go. That. Selena Gomez. Now we're going generational. All right, uh, another Max. Maximus Dimit. I'm so bad at saying it. It's okay. Maximus, Maximus works for us. Maximus, Russell Crowe, and Gladiator. Russell Crowe. You're killing it now. One more Max. One more. At least one more. Oh, yes. Max from the Goofy. Movie. Max from the Goofy movie. That's exactly yes. to qualify for a win. I need to watch this movie again. It's been like probably 18 years. Okay, we have two Just more. Watch film. We have two it's more. The first one I have no idea about, and the second one I'm going to get. Here's the second to last Max. By the way, this one was totally over my head. No clue on this one. It looks unknown to me. Yeah, we're going to go uh, Max from Shark Boy and Lava oh, Girl. I was actually about to say that, but I didn't know you were that kid's face. Well, it looks like a shark and lava girl. Scene. Our last one. Our last Max. Max. That is Steve Carell. It's a reboot from an old series. He is playing Maxwell smart. smart from Get Smart. I love the movie. I don't know. I haven't seen it in there a, it is. a lot of years as well. Shoot. That was a lot of Maxes, people. That was, a, a, lot. That was, that was a good time. That's a lot. I mean, by the end of that, I was sweating. Like, I was nervous. I, I'm a little sweaty. I was nervous at the end of that one. Sweaty. I need him to watch TCU film and yeah. not, not Princess Bride till after the game. <laughs> You're watching on the flight home. Max, last well, well, year's quarterback. We should put Max, Max Duggan, Duggan in there. How yeah. do we not do Max Duggan? 
kind of a no-brainer. That should have been the last quarterback we saw. Last thing we saw was shooting Max Duggan. Max, you, you would have been good at this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, producing it. That's great. All right, after this break, we'll do social media Q&A for the coach and Max Tooley and some BYU football trivia when BYU football with Kalani Titake returns. BYU football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU athletics. Breeze, the official hometown airline of BYU athletics in partnership with the San Bernardino International Airport. And Ken Garf, we hear you. Let's head to our social media Q&A segment. It is presented by Ken Garf. We hear you. Question coming in for Coach Sitake on his birthday from Jonathan. Question, Coach, what was your favorite birthday you've ever had, if you can remember that, and why was it your favorite if you had one? Oh, gosh, I can't. You've only had what? How many at this point? 48, yeah. I don't know. I, I imagine it's like one of the ones that when I was in Hawaii. You get to go to the beach, you know. <laughs> right now, I mean, not, right now it's like every day is a birthday for me. My my family makes me feel loved every day, and, and the fans too. So uh, I can't complain. It is Kalani's birthday today, and reminder: <laughs> we're doing cake and ice cream here in a few minutes. Uh, question number two. Actually, producer Hema had this question for uh, Max: uh, Can you th still throw a mean javelin? Because coach wasn't kidding, right? Yeah. No, he wasn't kidding. You can throw a football far too. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to know at this this. When's the last time you threw a javelin? It was 2021, so two years ago. Just that last meet I had, I never never picked one up since. So I don't know. It's hard to say because I got shoulder surgery last year. I haven't really tried to test the limits with throwing things, especially not a javelin. But <laughs> yeah, I bet I could still throw a javelin. <laughs> you got a strong yeah. arm. Yeah, he, he... I've always been able to throw things far for some reason. Whatever. That's one of the god. <laughs> Gifts that God let me have. You're the you know, Uncle Rico of the BYU football team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? He can actually throw guys. No, he so, yeah. throw football all over the mountains. Uh, <laughs> did you set the record at Bountable High School for javelin? I did. Yeah. Is it still a record? Do you think it stands? It is actually. My my brother brought it up. I think I have the the shot put record too. Really? Still. Yeah. That's like eight years later. This is good stuff. Uh, question for um, another question for Max. Uh, Max, what's your favorite venue uh, you've played at? Football venue, I presume. Um, I think, you know, early in my career when we played at Tennessee, you know, that was definitely one of the craziest games, obviously with the given scenario and whatnot. Um, but on the checkerboard, 100,000 people. And, it was, yeah. it was pretty legit, you know, but yeah, Arkansas was very similar to that. Um, but yeah, I think Tennessee for sure. Yeah. SEC venues are pretty special. Getting a win there at Arkansas was, 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 was a lot of fun. Plus you had a good game there. I tried my best. I tried yeah, my best. Yeah. That's all you <laughs> Team had a great. Uh, Kalani, uh, favorite venues for you? I like all the NFL spots. I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, but it's hard to beat home, to beat LES. So, oh, yeah, yeah I, lo I love the energy from the, from the fans. We got a question from one of our uh, uh, guest members during the break about uh, the hairstyle. And um, do, you, do, you, do you call it a mullet right now? This year, for sure, it's more of a mullet. Um, you know, kind of coming out the side a little bit. Um, I usually do like more of like a tail in the back, going going in a point. But 
say this year I kind of went for more of the mullet approach. You know, he's that that guy over there. He's got a good uh, <laughs> mullet to judge off of, and I'm not quite meeting the the standard, I'd say. So I got he's I got a, some more to man do. now, so he can't. Yeah, you, know. you got to tame it up a you little. Can't bit. go too yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. keeping it boss. tight on the sides, and then is the now is is the is the mustache is it part of a combination? Like it has to be both at the same time here to make it work. <sighs> I mean, it's the mustache is more of like. Once fall camp starts, I'm gonna I'm gonna start growing it, and okay. you know it's it's actually become into more of a year-round thing, but I try to keep it just for this season. In hockey, it's playoff mustaches, and for you, it's regular season mustache, basically. All year. Okay. As we take another break, here's this week's trivia question presented by Breeze, the official hometown airline of BYU Athletics. Our question tonight: With a career punt average of 47.2 yards, Ryan Rico is on pace to break the BYU record for career punting average, who currently holds that record. The answer is coming up next. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Here is tonight's trivia question presented by Breeze, the official hometown airline of BYU Athletics. Career punt average of 47.2 yards. That's Ryan Rico on pace to break the BYU record. Who currently holds that record? Kalani was all over this during the break. The answer here is Lee Johnson, 46.9 for his career. So Ryan is 0.3 yards ahead with seven games to go in the regular season. Let's look ahead to the weekend. BYU at TCU. Here's our Saturday broadcast schedule starting at 1.30 Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Mountain. We'll have two-hour pregame shows on both BYU TV and BYU Radio with Sports Nation Game Day and Cougar Pregame Live. You can see the game on ESPN, hear it on BYU Radio with Hans, Mitch, and me. And then postgame, come back to BYU TV and stay with us on BYU Radio for all of the postgame coverage. Time for tonight's uniform reveal. And here to show us all what the Cougars will be wearing in Fort Worth is our Sitake Show stand-in, Travis Hodson. And Travis with a more classic look tonight. Bring it on out, Travis. Oh, and he's shot. Oh. Travis, Travis has birthday cake as well. So we're looking at uh, the white helmet with the chrome royal face mask, uh, the white tops, the royal bottoms. Uh, Travis looking good, and he does bring out the Kalani Sitake birthday cake for you all. It's a healthy cake. It's got fruit right there. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing yeah. but health on this thing. But we do have chocolate-covered strawberries and other berries, uh, a lovely frosting and, and, uh, and an inscription on top. And look at this. We are already serving it up. Oh, and the entire audience will enjoy cake and ice cream here in a second from now. All right, happy birthday again, Kalani. Thank you. Max, thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you.